caves, snakes and spiders, dynamite, lasers and bats. We need a hero. Sprite Castle. Sprite Castle. Sprite Castle. With Rob O'Hare. Sprite Castle. Hello and welcome to Sprite Castle, the show in which I play, discuss, and review Commodore 64 games. My name is Rob Flack O'Hara, and on this episode we will be playing Hero. Uh, before I get started, I had a little bit of news that I had collected. Uh, the two things that I really wanted to announce is that there are a couple of free Commodore 64 related e-zines that are being published right now. Uh, the first is Commodore Free. And you can find Commodore Free at www.commodorefree, all one word, .com. And they just posted issue number 79. And also another e-zine I've been following called Reset uh, has just posted, yesterday posted issue number three. And you can find Reset at reset.cbm8bit.com. Both those are available in multiple formats, including PDF, and uh, uh, you can read them online. You can do all kinds of things. But anyway, if you uh, are into the Commodore 64 and you want to keep up on new releases and reviews, those are two great magazines to check out. If you want to follow the latest news for Commodore 64-related news, be sure to check out uh, Commodore is Awesome. That website is awesome.commodore.me, M-E. You can follow them on Twitter, at Commodore Blog. And my man Vinny uh, always has great Commodore stuff on Twitter as well. He is at C64 underscore endings, and he runs the Commodore 64 endings website, which is at c64endings.co.uk. So I will add those to uh, the links on this uh, post for this podcast. And um, anyway, so if you're into Commodore 64 stuff and you want to hear more than just these reviews, go check out those links. Also, I want to real quick dedicate this episode to my buddy Rogmeister. Rogmeister is a retro gaming friend of mine. Uh, I have known Rogmeister for over 10 years. We've never met in person, but we have um, talked for many, many years. And unfortunately, Rogmeister passed away last week at the age of 61. He had diabetes and uh, had been had a few surgeries, and unfortunately, he did not make it through the last surgery. But Rogmeister uh, was a big supporter of my shows, my books, uh, and retro gaming in general, and so he will definitely be missed. So this episode is dedicated uh, to Rogmeister. Before we get started talking about this week's game, let's talk about this week's snack. Crack, crack, crack the egg into the bowl. Crack, crack, crack the egg into the bowl. Talking snack. This week's game is Hero by Activision, and the first thing that made me think of was a hero sandwich. Now, down here in the Midwest, we don't normally call them hero sandwiches. We normally call them submarine sandwiches or uh, footlongs, or I don't even think I've ever heard anybody call one a hoagie. But anyway, I, uh, I actually went on Google, and I typed in, what's the best hero sandwich in Oklahoma? And there's a new place that opened up called Planet Sub, and Planet Sub has a hero sandwich called the Superhero. It has uh, salami, pepperoni, provolone, onions, lettuce, banana, peppers, oregano, oil, and vinegar. And so I drove across town, and I bought a Superhero sandwich, and it is sitting right here 
in front of me. It is right here next to the laptop, so I haven't even gotten to eat it yet. Um, but I will be looking at it as I'm recording this episode, and right as done as uh, right as soon as I'm done recording, I'm going to eat this sandwich. So, anyway, let's get on. Uh, by the way, this segment of the show is so close to being cut. <laughs> No one has said they enjoyed uh, the food segment. So if you would like to save the food segment, you had better email me or hit me up on Twitter and say that you love the food segment. Otherwise, it's probably on the, um, hey, I was going to say it's on the uh, chopping block, but it's really on the cutting board. (laughs) Uh, I love my jokes. Anyway, uh, let's get started with this week's game, Hero. Hero was published for the Commodore 64 in 1984 by Activision. It is a game for one player that uses joystick controls. It was adapted for the Commodore 64 by Softworks, and it was originally written for the Atari 2600 by John Van Ryzen. In the game Hero, you play as Roderick Hero, also referred to in the manual as R. Hero, wink, wink. Uh, According to the manual, our hero is a one-man rescue team. Miners working in Mount Leon are trapped, and it's up to Roderick to reach them. So the goal of each level is to work your way down to the bottom of a collapsed mine shaft and rescue the miner waiting there. Instead of using ropes or ladders to work your way down, our hero has a mini helicopter backpack strapped to his back. And this is where the game gets its name, as hero is really an acronym that stands for Helicopter Emergency Rescue Operation. And right off the bat, um, I feel like this is an incredible coincidence. Um, The fact that the operation is called Hero... Uh, which stands for Helicopter Emergency Rescue Operation, and that Roderick's last name is also Hero. Um, this is kind of like a scuba diver whose last name is Scuba. Um, but anyway, one thing you have to admit is that Roderick, or our hero, is definitely born for this job. So like I said, the goal is to reach the bottom of each mine and rescue the miner before your power is depleted. You have a power bar on the bottom that acts uh, somewhat as a timer. It is constantly and slowly moving down, and then there are things you can do that will use more power at a faster rate. And by the way, you never have to chase down the miners. They're always sitting at the bottom of the mine shaft, just sitting there waiting for you. So it's not like they're trying to get out on their own. They're just going to sit in one place until you uh, uh, finally find and touch them. Uh, The controls in this game, there are a couple of different modes. The first is when you are walking, you left and right, run left and right, and when you pull down, you will drop a stick of dynamite. We'll talk about dynamite here in just a moment. When you are flying, you can press up while you're running, and your helicopter pack will start spinning, and you will go up. And then once you're in the air, up, down, and left and right flies you around. Now, gravity does come into play. Uh, Whenever you let go of the joystick, you will begin to... Uh, fall downward, so you constantly have to press up. Um, And also, you have the fire button, which shoots uh, what the manual calls micro-lasers from your helmet. Now, why would you need to shoot micro-lasers? And the reason is because this mine is filled with critters that want to kill you. There are bats, snakes, spiders, and cave moths, which I always thought were uh, brown butterflies, but apparently they are cave moss. And all those things will kill you with one touch. So uh, they touch Roderick, he dies. Uh, and some of those things you'll find will block your path as you work your way down through the mine. So you may have to go around them or find different ways, uh, angles that you have to shoot and kill them or just avoid them. 
in order to continue down through your mission. Now, like I said, you're making your way down uh, through this mine. Typically, the levels uh, have two different things. The first uh, part is you're going to go down, down, down through a bunch of screens. And then eventually, when you get to the bottom, you will go left or right and go sideways through a few screens until you finally reach the miner. Uh, as you're going down, some screens have just one path down. Some have two. They have up to four. And uh, sometimes you will find that uh, the path that you choose to go down once you get to the next screen is blocked. Sometimes it is blocked by an obstacle or sometimes it's blocked by a creature uh, and you can't pass it because you can only shoot left and right. You can't shoot up or down. So you may have to fly back up and choose the other path to go down. Typically what I find is if uh, one of the two paths is easier to go down, you're going to want to go down the other one because if you go down the easy one, you may find that it's blocked on the next screen and you'll have to go up and, and then, uh, destroy a critter so you can go down the more difficult one uh, because it will be clear in the next screen, if that makes sense. Um, there are walls of rock that will block uh, your uh, movement. And they are they basically what it is, is cave in, it's cave rubble. And uh, you can destroy those with dynamite or you can destroy them with your laser. Now, the dynamite is much faster. You drop a stick of dynamite. Now, also, you can blow up our hero with the dynamite. So once you drop a stick of dynamite, you have to run away uh, when the dynamite goes off. And it goes off in about a second. It will blow up the rubble and then you can uh, go through there. Now, if you happen to run out of dynamite... Uh, you can also destroy the rock walls with your laser. It takes about 10 seconds to do. And the whole time you're firing your lasers, it's using your little power. So uh, you have to be careful how many times you do that. Now, on each level, you start with six sticks of dynamite, and those get replenished every level. So even if you used all of them on one level, the next level you'll have six. If you save all six of them on one level, the next level you'll start again with six. So no matter what you do, you start every level with six pieces of dynamite. Um, later on, you will find lava walls, which are like the rock walls. They have to be destroyed with dynamite, but they also kill you if you touch them. And I don't believe they can be destroyed with the laser. So, uh, you have to, in the later levels, definitely have to ration out your dynamite and, uh, and save that so you can get through the lava walls. Some levels down in the bottom of the cave have water, and I say water loosely because it's some sort of liquid. Sometimes it's green, blue, purple, red. It's all different colors. Uh, and that the liquid that's down there, the water, cave water, whatever you want to call it, uh, kills you instantly. So if you touch it, even with your little toe, you're dead. So Roderick, for being a guy who flies around in a, a jet helicopter, is obviously a, a pretty fragile dude. Our hero is not uh, definitely not uh, a Rambo-type guy that can uh, put up with being uh, uh, touched by water. <laughs> um, also, on each screen, or on a lot of screens, you will see lanterns, and lanterns are what light up each room. If you shoot the lantern with your laser, or if you even touch the lantern, the lanterns turn off and they cannot be turned back on. So instantly you will turn the entire level dark. Uh, so everywhere on the, on the level will be dark, except for the critters. Your enemies will show up uh, as a dark gray and you can kind of see which way you need to go. Like the exit to the paths um, uh, will be marked. They're not black. There'll be just like a little opening or whatever. Now you can, if you need to peek at the level, you can drop a stick of dynamite. When it goes off, it will illuminate the room for just a second. Uh, but for the most part, you should be able to uh, navigate most rooms, even with the lights out. And this is the thing uh, games started doing at that time. I don't know why... Um, 
this reminds me of Montezuma's Revenge, where you have levels that are completely dark, and it reminded me of Elevator Action when you shoot the lights out. Uh, so it does make things a little bit more difficult, but uh, once you get used to, to what the levels look like uh, with the lights out, it's not too hard. So let's talk about score, the score in Hero. And I want you to keep in mind the point values uh, here for just a moment. For each critter that you shoot, you get 50 points. That's 5-0. Each stick of dynamite that you have remaining at the end of a level is also 50 points. When you blow up a wall with dynamite, that's 75 points. You get 1,000 points for rescuing each miner, and then you also get points for however much your uh, power meter is remaining. Okay, so for the most part, you know, you get 50 points here, 50 points there. This game is over when you reach 1 million points. I mean, it says that in the manual. Uh, I googled online. I actually found some people that have beat this game. I don't know how long that would take. I actually played this game using save states. If you're not familiar with save states... That's a feature that allows you to freeze a game in memory and then resume. You can pick up exactly where you were. So let's say you're about to do a difficult jump in a game. You can use a save state to freeze the game right there and then attempt your jump. And if you fail, you could go right back to where you saved the game. Using save states, I was able to get down to about level 25 in this game. And my score is not even 200,000. And that took like an hour. <laughs> So you're talking multiple hours uh, of playing this game to reach a million. I mean, you would have to be a phenomenal hero player. My hat's off. My hel helicopter pack off uh, to anyone who's able to um, reach one million points and end this game. Uh, you start hero with four lives and you get an extra man every 20,000 points. So that's not too bad, but the bad news is you can only have a total of six. So once you get six, um, uh, you can't gain a seventh extra man, but the good news is you will die a lot in this game. And so there's very rarely do you go around with six extra man for long. Um, once you read, there are 20 different levels in this game, 20 different caves. And once you hit 20 level 20, um, the, the counter that shows what level you're on changes to the word pro. So it doesn't go to 21. It just says pro. And I read two different things and I really wasn't able to tell when I was playing. I read that after level 20, you get random levels. And I also read that you get level 13 through 20 just over and over again. Um, so, and I wasn't able to really tell because I'm, I'm just not that familiar with the levels, but, um, uh, yeah, after that, you just get the pro for your level and then it will play forever until you reach 1 million points at which point apparently our hero has done his job and saved all the miners. So let's take a look at some old reviews here. And this is, I forgot to mention, this is a, a suggestion that came in from, uh, Rohan, on Twitter, he goes by a Wistful Thinker, and Rohan said he would like to hear what uh, reviews uh, back in the day thought of these games. And so um, through uh, Lemon64 and a couple other links, uh, I was able to find um, some retro reviews of Hero. Zap64 in 1987 rated this game an 86%. Home Computing Weekly gave this game three out of five stars and Personal Computer Games in October of 84. Actually, both of these were from 84, uh, gave it eight out of 10. So uh, it, it wasn't a A plus game, but it was definitely a B plus game, uh, according to reviews at that time. Now, 
As I mentioned in the introduction, Hero was originally released for the Atari 2600, and um, it was ported to other consoles quickly afterwards. It went to uh, the 5200, the ColecoVision. Um, let's see what else. I think that's all for the consoles. And then it made its way uh, to the home computers. So it made it to the Apple II. It made it to the Atari 8-bit computers, of course, the Commodore 64, uh, MSX, and ZX Spectrum. Uh, it has also been ported over if you're looking for newer releases. It is usually included on the Activision Anthology, which has made it to most modern consoles and some of the uh, online gaming systems. But uh, that is always going to be the Atari 2600 version and not the graphically and audio superior Commodore 64 version. And now let's talk a little bit about my personal memories of this game. For me, Hero always reminded me of Pitfall. In fact, um, just based on the game's look and being an Activision game, it was very easy to think of this game as being uh, a sequel to Pitfall. And it's somewhere between... uh, Pitfall and Pitfall 2, I think. And and even, you know, because Pitfall 2 has the cavern uh, motif, you know, where you're moving not just left and right through screens, but also up and down. I think that's probably why uh, it reminded me of Hero. Um, It's different than Pitfall 2 in a few ways. And one is I think Hero is a lot faster than Pitfall and Pitfall 2. Uh, and also in Pitfall, you know, you're, um, you have these long-term goals, like you're looking for, you know, gold and stuff, but you can play for a long time. Uh, whereas in Hero, uh, it's very short levels. Um, in Hero, some of the screens, some of the early screens are only, you know, maybe five or six screens long. Uh, and the later ones, maybe 10 or 15. And so once you're done with that, that's a level and you go to the next level. So, uh, so it's more like short mini games, uh, you know, levels that you play over and over. So, um, I think for me, hero was definitely a, uh, where I started seeing platform games move or introduce, uh, puzzles and problem solving. You know, there are a lot of, like I said, uh, areas on hero where you may go down, one shaft and then find that it's a dead end and you have to work your way back around, or you may have to figure out, you know, how are you going to kill a particular critter that's blocking your path, uh, different things like that. So, uh, it's more than just, uh, running and shooting as fast as you can. There, there is a little bit of, um, not a lot, but a little bit of problem solving built into the game. Uh, hero, uh, was available on cartridge, as well as disc and the cartridge, you know, whenever you dump a Commodore cartridge, you, they're always uh, like 32, 33 blocks or whatever. So um, it's a small game. It takes up a small footprint on a diskette. And because of that, Hero was everywhere. I mean, I probably had 10 copies of Hero just on random discs that I had copied from other people. You know, it seemed like you know, it was almost like a space filler. Like there was always a, a copy of Hero uh, or multiple copies in someone's uh, collection. So uh, I was always running across it. And every time I did, I would uh, load it up and play. Now, I back then didn't know that um, 
uh, you know, the goal was 1 million or whatever. And I don't even think I knew that uh, after level 20 that you would repeat because without save states, I don't think I could get to level 20. I, I could get to about 13 or 14 before I just started dying repeatedly. So, um, but yeah, I definitely played uh, Hero quite a bit. Uh, like many Activision games, there was a patch available. If you're not familiar with uh, their patch program, uh, usually once you got a really good score, you could take a picture of your television, mail it into Activision, and they would send you a patch that you would you know sew onto your sweet jean jacket or something. And uh, the patch for this game is at 75,000 points. Uh, and definitely as a kid, I don't think there's any way I could have got that score. Like I said the other day, uh, yesterday I was playing this using save states and I got, I played for about an hour and I got to, uh, almost 200,000. So, uh, that would have been enough for a patch. Uh, but also a, I was cheating and B it's less than a fifth of what you need to beat the game. So again, hats off to anybody that's able to do that. Um, I don't have any earth shattering memories of this game. Like I said, I, I do remember playing it quite a bit and, uh, like most good games, it has a steady increase of difficulty. So I think anybody, even if you don't fully understand what's going on, can beat the first level and the first couple of levels. And then as you play, uh, other critters are introduced, more difficulty comes along, the, the caves get longer, uh, after a while, the enemies start moving faster. And so it is a steady increase of difficulty. And, uh, for me, that's a mark of a good game, you know, something that everybody can beat the first level. Nobody, uh, without a lot of practice can beat the last level. So it's just how much time and practice you want to put into it to, uh, to getting good at the game. Well, that's it for my memories. Let's go to the Mach 5 speed round, in which I burn rubber through five questions sent in by listeners just like you. Mach 5 Speed Round. Have you ever flown in a helicopter? No. Have you ever met anyone named Roderick? I do not think so. Have you ever been in a cave? I have been in Carlsbad Caverns and Merrimack Caverns. So that's the closest. I guess those are caves. What do you think of miners? I avoid them because people go to jail for touching them. Who is your personal hero? My dad. And that concludes the Mach 5 Speed Round. Be sure to listen in to the end of the show to find out what next week's game is and where you can send your questions for the next Speed Round. For graphics, I give Hero 3 out of 5 creepy cave bats. Um, they're not wonderful earth-shattering graphics, but they are better than many of the other ports of the game, and you can tell what's going on so uh, yep three out of five creepy cave bats for graphics for music this game gets zero out of five creepy cave bats there is no music in the uh, Commodore 64 version of this game and I would have liked to hear some background music as I worked my way through the levels or even an intro song to this game for sound effects I give it two out of five creepy cave bats the sound effects aren't terrible but there just aren't that many of them you have the sound of the laser of the dynamite, and uh, not much else, actually. Overall, though, I do give this game four out of five creepy cave bats. I think Hero is a fun and fast and exciting platform game. Like I said, it is a game that ramps up difficulty, so anybody can start playing it, but to uh, 
really advance all the way through the 20 levels, you're going to need some quick reflexes and some dedication. So, four out of five overall for me for Hero by Activision. Thanks again for tuning in to Sprite Castle. Next week's game will be California Games by Epics. That's a classic. I love this game. If you would like to play California Games before the next show is released, head on over to SpriteCastle.com and click the downloads link at the top of the page where you can find Commodore 64 emulators and all the games that have been reviewed on the show. If you would like to submit questions related to California games or epics for the Mach 5 speed round, or would like to send me any feedback about the show in general, you can email me at robohara at robohara.com, contact me on Twitter at Commodore, follow the show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Sprite Castle, or leave me a voicemail on my podcast hotline, which is 405-486-YDKF. Sprite Castle is available from iTunes, Stitcher Radio, the SpriteCastle.com RSS feed, and through ThrowbackNetwork.net, your home for quality retro podcasts. If you'd like to hear more podcasts from me, check out You Don't Know Flack at podcast.robohara.com and Throwback Reviews at throwbackreviews.com. Both of these shows can also be found over at throwbacknetwork.net. Thanks again for listening. Now let's get back to grabbing those miners, and we'll see you here next time on Sprite Castle.